0: luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors H-E-L-P dot com slash make your bed. Welcome to the Make Your Damn Bed podcast, a low-key real talk motivation podcast to play while you make your bed every morning to incorporate healthy routine into your day to day, build momentum and better your life. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today, I wanted to share a social skill that I first heard about in a practical psychology video, and I'm going to be sharing information from socialself.com as well as lifehacker.com, which both resources are located in the show notes if you'd like to check out for yourself. Although I will mention before sharing this with you in doing my research, I could not find the origins of this method. I don't know who created it, I don't know who it's by, but from what I have read... The information feels pretty simple, straightforward, and universally applicable, for the most part, when it comes to having basic small talk conversations. And this method is called the Ford Method, which is basically just an acronym used to help us remember and stay on topic when it comes to choosing what to converse about with new people. And typically, these topics tend to be more universal, like I said, which means they can work in almost all situations And they can become a good fail-safe if you're somebody who kind of draws blanks when you are in a social situation or feel like you never know what to talk about when it is small talk or group conversations. And the four topics of conversation that are referenced in the Ford model are family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. And starting with family, since most people have a family of some sort, this topic makes for a fairly simple icebreaker. Plus, if this is a repeat conversation, most people tend to talk about their family organically so you can use their previous conversations or information drops to ask more thought-provoking follow-up questions. Of course, this is crucial to remember that family is not just about our blood relatives. Many people consider their pets, their partners, their friends as part of their family. So bearing in mind that family issues can be hella sensitive, because in my experience, nobody I know has an uncomplicated family life to some degree, it is really crucial that we don't poke or prod or pry into personal issues, as well as not assuming what the future holds or what you think their family life should look like. This is not about projecting, it is about curiosity. Asking questions to start like, do you have any siblings? Or if you're hanging out with a group of friends or a couple, you can ask how they met. And if you are confident that they actually have children, it is perfectly acceptable to ask how old their children are or to see pictures. But again, this is important to lead with curiosity rather than assumptions, because for me personally, as a woman in my 30s, I cannot begin to count the number of times I have been asked when I'm getting married or having children, even though I had no intention of doing either or prospects for either. And yet people seem to know what my life is going to look like. So instead, I highly recommend asking about family so that you can follow up with relevant and appropriate follow-up questions. Like, if you know they had a sister, mother, brother, child, pet, or friend going through something, you can ask, how are they since that event happened? Again, like I've mentioned in the past, when we talk to people, it's important to lead with curiosity and genuine interest, and usually assume if it's a sensitive topic, it's probably off-limits until they bring it up. So unless you are genuinely really close with someone and you know how they might respond to these questions, I would avoid things like, are you planning on having kids? Or when are you and blah, 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 gonna get married or move in or get engaged? Or how's your relationship with your parents? Or are they still alive? Or prying questions like, why don't you guys get along? Assume if there is hot tea or drama or gossip that you are allowed to know, They will get it to you. It is not your place to pry and dig until they do. (laughs) The forward model also suggests that we talk about jobs. Almost all adults work or have worked a job at some point in their life. We spend a large portion of our life working. So asking about somebody's work tends to be a fairly foolproof question if done appropriately. Though I have found in my experience, this can be an off-putting question if it is the first question asked, because it seems like you are only judging me based on if I have a job that is respectful and you're mine or not. So instead of going in with the intention to find out how much money somebody makes, or if they agree or disagree with the politics of the company, or if they have any hot tea or drama with a co-worker, it can be beneficial to focus on the what What do you do for a living is typically a fairly safe question, although with the unemployment rates during COVID, I have been slipping in the tiny semantic change of saying, if you're working right now, where do you work? Which in my experience, I've noticed that tiny shift has given people a little more comfortability in admitting they are between jobs because I'm offering and presenting the question as if it is not a given that they do have a job. That said, thanks to the sweet siren song of capitalism, most people do have a job, so I do believe this is a great topic, because there are a ton of innocuous follow-up questions that can offer you more insight in the type of person you're talking to. How do you like your job? What's your favorite part of your job? What made you interested in having that type of job in the first place? All of these types of questions can not only allow people to open up and share about themselves, but it also provides you with insight and connection and information about this person's dreams and passions and the things they do with most of their time. If they happen to still be in school, you can ask what they're majoring in, what they hope to do with their degree, or what they're interested in doing. But again, just like with the family thing, it's important not to make assumptions that you know that people are going to college or entering in trade school at all. So by leading with curiosity, but letting these topics guide us, it can really help us in the process of connecting with people that we may not know where to begin with. Tomorrow, I will finish up the acronym for the Ford Method. But until then, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you so stinking much. And I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed.